when I started my show, uh, this uh, the idea had not even been conceived. And now it's gotten to the point where they bring in big acts for the larger venues. But for this journalist and, you know, sort of archivist, I'm just much more interested in the uh, the burning small venue and then loosening up naturally uh, to the vibe. And I got a chance to see my guest the other night with the Delbert Anderson Quartet. It was, um, it was just the most perfect tonic. And, uh, and I started to do some shedding on him. And I said, wow, this is a heavy cat. Robert Muller, welcome <laughs> to the Jake Weinberg Show. Thanks for having me. It's nice to talk to you. Uh, we didn't get a chance to talk in real life, and it'll be really good to catch up. Yeah, man, I'm kind of a I'm kind of a phantom at these things. I, I, I get like, <laughs> my guy, there's no I, I I just don't do well in those sycophant crowds. Like I'd rather just get down to it. And it, I just wanted to ask you, um, could you just talk to the audience about if uh, the greatest lesson that Andrew Hill ever taught you? Um, um, that's a great question. Um, it's, it, it's kind of hard to distill cause we had a really intense relationship, but I'll, uh, kind of like, you know, so break, it have down. These, break it down. Yeah. 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 We'd have these four hour talks in a coffee shop and people would walk <laughs> by and go, man, what'd you talk about? You know, and the, and, uh, you know, it's, it's hard to summarize any four hour conversation much, much less with somebody like that. But, uh, like, like, like one of the biggest uh, really easy uh, to pass on takeaways was uh, he was all about being out of your comfort zone. And like, so he, he was uh, it, like his, his entire approach to teaching the way he wrote things. I mean, he would go out to lunch and sit at a coffee shop and write a song on the back of a piece of paper or something and bring it to class and put it in front of people and uh, you know it would be you know like hasty and sloppy and he was you know like not nothing to denigrate his musicianship he's an amazing dude and he studied with paul hindemith when he was like eight or nine years sure, old sure, sure. um you know but but like you know like people like we, we're we're there we're going uh andrew is this in a year and a half you go yeah 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 and like <laughs> <laughs> and it was meant to be negotiated and so i mean like right, bringing right. a song that was 400 beats per minute or 30 beats per minute. And like for people who aren't musicians, that's very slow or very fast. And it was just meant to get you out of your comfort zone. Because I mean, if you go into a practice room and you go, here's this thing I'm doing, da, 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 da. and then you get into real life, you can just drop it in. It's really neat and tidy. Um, but like, if you it, like, you know, it, like, I don't like, I don't know how else to say it, but I mean, um, well, I let me ask probably, you this. I mean, yeah, I mean, I what, do you think just the mere fact of him basically saying, I, I want you to feel comfortable being uncomfortable uh, yes. was the best lesson? It's really what stuck with me. I mean, like, there's some other ways to branch out from it and build on it. But I mean, his own, I mean, he lived, he practiced what he preached. And so, you know, I mean, if I think about my own past and my history, um it's really it, like sometimes when you play again go where wow we really did great um sometimes right. you listen back and it was it was fine sometimes you finish a gig and you're like i don't know <laughs> you know nice. sometimes it's sometimes it's not terrific and sometimes that's where the magic happens i mean like our the magic doesn't happen when you're at your absolute most secure oh i love that line dude can you talk about um I mean, you guys had an intense relationship. He was obviously like 
an abstractionist in the same vein as like, you know, Barry Harris and Ahmad Jamal. Herbie, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, those yeah. kind of cats. Like he was out, you know, and like, was that, do you feel like his ability, this is kind of a, <clears throat> sometimes it's a, not a controversial question, but is that a lost art in academia today? Do they allow cats like that? Um, first of all, there's not many left from that generation. They're probably not teaching, but yeah, yeah. You, you feel like it's, I just don't feel, my feeling is that like, I, I, and there's so many badasses in academia, but I just don't think the language of of jazz or music can grow in the academy. I just wanted to get your thoughts on that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, and like nothing I would say would disrespect my friends who have, who have gone into education um, and, and, and who follow a certain path, but, uh, I don't, I mean, to a certain extent, just to be kind of politically correct. And I, and I sincerely mean this, like, it's not a yeah. matter of better or worse, but, uh, uh, it, like, it's very different right now, the way knowledge is imparted. And I'm fortunate to be, you know, part of a generation where, I mean, like I grew up in Portland, Oregon, and you would get to play with Leroy Vinegar, you know, who was, you know, Charlie. No Parker, way. Charlie wait, wait, hold on. He was living there. He was living in Portland. Oh he spent my the last God, dude. And so, you know, you'd go to a jam session, he's got his oxygen tank, and, like, he wouldn't tell, talk much. He'd call a song, and if you didn't know it, you'd fight your way through it, and he'd hum and smile and nod. But, you know, um, th there's something to be said. I mean, like, I, I taught at the university that was in Santa Fe that closed. It was a, a private arts school called the Santa Fe University of Arts and Design. And it took me, a, like, a couple terms to realize that the way people acquire knowledge is very different now. And so... You, if you want to be a great guitar plant, player, you can go on YouTube and you can go to the Hammer-On channel and you could be great at playing Hammer-Ons, but there's something uh, about just learning in real life uh, that, like, that doesn't automatically happen. And, you know, it, like we have to be really careful to protect that because, I mean, some of the stuff that somebody might lean over to say to me when I was 18 at a jam session, you know, it might have been very damaging, but I've never forgotten it. <laughs> you know? Can you can you talk about a, an example of that? Yeah, for sure. I remember playing, you know, I was like 2021 20, at a place in Portland, Oregon, the Dave, I think it was the David Hawthorne bookstore and the David, it, like, the, the, the you know, the, it, like, it was in the Hawthorne district where, sure. uh, you know, like a really cool, you know, like hipster neighborhood, even back then. <laughs> And, you know, they'd open the garage door and like, like wild people would come through. And uh, I was playing and I was, I was like the, easily the youngest in the group and we're playing and I'm happy. I got my real book out. There's guests, there's people walking by, there's kids in baby carriages and dogs. And the bass player leans over and he says, Hey man, um, like we're playing. This is in the middle of a song. He said, Hey man, Herbie Hancock sometimes lays out for two or three or four courses of a song oh. and you should do, and you should do that right now. And uh, so I just like went, oh, <laughs> like, and I, like that doesn't feel good. And I stopped playing and it was great. The soloist was killing and I looked over at him eventually. He kind of nodded and I came back in. And uh, but like like halfway through me not playing, he leaned over and he goes, you sound great. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I did. I did. I did. And he was like, yeah, like leave, leave, like breathe a little, like leave some space. You may be maybe too much language when the guy's blown, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and like it's a it, like Herbie Hancock is a funny example of that because he's a very aggressive accompanist. But I mean, he does 
you know, he does leave space, you know, in real life. And, uh, you know, like, you know, like whatever I was, 21 year old me heard that one. Oh, like you, like the notes you're playing aren't good. But I mean, like I've been opted in. I mean, these guys picked me and like had chosen to play with me. So it wasn't a slam. It was just like, brother, you're playing too much. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. But you sound good. So don't stop, you know. Right, 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 right. You yeah, know, yeah. but you know, like, like, let let it let it breathe. Sometimes, I mean, like, I I play piano, and piano is not an instrument. I mean, like, you know, if a trumpet player accompanied people, and they do and so, do sometimes. I mean, they play background figures and stuff. They have to breathe. You know, singers have to breathe. I I, I don't have to breathe. I can develop terrible habits. I can <laughs> hunch my shoulders and hold my breath and turn red. And, oh, yeah, I mean, like, you know, phrasing comes. The the word phrasing is you know from the human breath, from conversation, and so I'm like. It was a really early and great reminder, you know, but like that's the kind of thing that doesn't happen if you're not playing in real life with these people who will are, are there to, to steer you. And, you know, sometimes it's amazingly positive. Sometimes it's devastating. But I mean, you know, uh, uh, this is a human art and, you know, hum, humans, you know, like the, the art of interacting with humans is not always perfect. And, you know, it, it's great. Yeah, I think it's very well said. Just going back to the topic we were on before, I mean, I'm not saying you were an autodidact or not. You can speak for yourself, but like Andrew Hill, I'm 45. So my generation spent at least 20 plus years without any kind of serious viable uh, handheld technology or anything like that. Like you said, people go and learn visually so they can learn, (laughs) they can learn the craft, so to speak, and play it flawlessly, but there's no feel and also, they can't. This is the point, because you, because you were an ear trained musician, did, did is that how you really feel like you developed, and and obviously had negotiated songs like the one Hill gave you. Is that how you developed your own individual sound? Because that's the problem today. There's a, there's a in my estimation, not I don't want to paint with a broad brush, but there's just an, a homogenization of sound. Yeah, I mean. but um i mean you know the way andrew would talk about it um it like if you went to a jam session in you know like the late 40s early 50s um like if you could if you were able to sound like somebody at the time i mean say bud powell um that wasn't that wasn't admired i mean like like, (laughs) we already already there's already a bud powell exactly yeah um so i mean like uh, andrew was very like like this blows people away when i tell them and it's not that controversial but i mean i brought in this book i'm looking at it right now it's in my office the slinimsky <laughs> the source of scales wow, um yeah and, and you know cold train was rumored to have had it and i mean this was you know, pre-amazon i had to track it down and order it from the music store and like i got it and you know i'm, I'm looking at it and it's you know kind of abstract and it's for the kind of, you know, like, uh, you know, atonal classical composers and things. And I was rambling about it. And he, he was, he had his kind of fingers pointed and, you know, his head nodded and kind of, wow. Wow. And, and, uh, and, and, and he, and he stopped and he went, you know, your problem, like, no, well, not problem. Like, it's not a problem, but like, you, you will never have a problem about having read enough or listened to enough. And he said, as a matter of fact, let's like do this for me. Don't listen to music anymore. Um, like for like six months, um, don't put something in your CD player. Don't listen to music in your car. If there's music in an elevator, don't freak out. I mean, like it, whatever you're in real life, there's music everywhere, but don't <laughs> listen to anything. You don't listen to anything. Um, like 
you're, you're taking in other people's solutions. And if you listen to it, like, you know, like these masters, I mean, they can shape you in ways that you can't undo it. So, I mean, like, don't listen to anything. Um, don't, no Walkman, no nothing. Um, mm. And, and, and uh, you know, people go, no, no, you're supposed to listen to everything as much as possible. And so, I mean, it's kind of, you know, it, it's different than what other people advise, but boy, is it good for you. I mean, I, that, like, I go back and forth. I mean, like, it, you know, I, I just drove explain, back. Explain, explain, you know, explain to cats, especially musicians, the benefits of uh, clearing your your psyche or so to speak for you know detoxing for six months uh it, it doesn't mean you're you can still play yeah. live it, you can still play gigs but you just not absolutely listening. yeah thank th that's a great question and that's the second part of the advice he said you know listen to music by seeing it live listen to music by playing it with people right. um and so 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 yeah that, that that's thank you for pointing that out because that's exactly where he was going with it um, it, it, like learn by playing with other people. I mean, like, you know, he, it, like, it, it, like as part of the same advice, I mean, like, you know, I'm doing these crazy classical exercises and metronomes and stuff. And he said, listen, 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 <laughs> you know, I know you yeah. got like, you know, your, your, your jury's coming up, do what you got to do. Don't ignore that. But I mean, when you're practicing um, jazz, like, you know, it, like it, there's things you could do where you practice technical exercises that you can execute things that the people around you haven't practiced and so it's gonna you know it's not gonna connect so you need to develop some of what you're doing in the context of playing with other people um uh without without even preparation necessarily you know um it, like like play interact learn listen um and, and respond to other people um if you're just going off and doing these like da -da 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 -da, you know like these kind of like, like crazy things if the people around you aren't doing the same thing, you, you, like you're you're shouting into the darkness, kind of. I mean, I'm paraphrasing. I don't remember the exact terms. Like time, you're shouting time into kind the of darkness. Fuzzy. I love that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's uh, you know, it's it's meant to be interactive. It's meant to be like real time. It's meant to be here and now. And if you're just like, you know, if you got your word of the day calendar and you're dropping this stuff on people, <laughs> like they're not going to be able to communicate with you. I mean, it's it's you know, you can flex your vocabulary, but that's not the same thing as interacting and so i mean like you you practice is necessary practice shed work hard but uh like don't only uh, don't only do it in a room by yourself i mean a lot of your language has to be developed in the context of uh, of your peers and with other people were you uh was that what your trio was like uh spontaneous improvisation in new york my trio in New York was very much like that, but it wouldn't have necessarily sounded like that. I had a great band called Time Fly with some of the yeah. best friends I'd, I'd made. Um, when I got to New York, you know, I didn't click automatically with straight ahead guys. I mean, it's, uh, you know, and, and I mean, I, I never, I mean, maybe I'm naive, but I never took it as a reflection of my abilities because it was very clickish. And I mean, yeah, it, right. it, no, it, dude, it's so click. Dude, I'm from New York, man. I'll never go back. Yeah, I live in, yeah it's like that. And, uh, you know, I mean, like, and, and, and it's not an, uh, an excuse to oh, not cool. get through the gates, but I mean, like, you know, one school would own a certain jam session. And if you weren't in that school, you didn't get through. And, you know, man, I mean, out of the entire world, that's a place where it's worth protecting like what you've like what you've built. So, I mean, it's not personal, but, you know, you know, when I did get together with people, it's like you'd play some some standard and go, hey, man, let's try that in like five, four or something. Like try to change the time signature, like do it something like and, you know, some of the jazz people I met, which is not to say that like all jazz people, but they would go, ah, I don't, I don't, I don't really do that. 
Um, and then I met the, like this. Um, <laughs> You're like, I know you don't do that. That's why it'll be fun, <laughs> <laughs> right? You know, yeah. and, and, and I mean, and they, and they they would know two thousand songs, and that's not necessarily what I bring to the table. So I mean, it, it's not like you know, so like I'm I'm not the, the the enlightened one showing you know, but it's just like, hey man, let's try something. Like, well, I mean, some people are open to it, and some people weren't. And I, I fell in with you know my bass player, my drummer, and like my bass player was just brilliant younger dude who was from you know like uh, like boone Asheville and just like killer um the 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 the, the drummer that we had you know like we were about to we were doing some good cool things but it all kind of fell apart when he was recruited by the blue man group to go to berlin and open their wow. thing it's like yeah. that but, uh, but you know it, it's like you know it, like there's it, it's when you butt your head against things and go, why isn't this working? And then you meet the right people and you try and they hit, like, do you mean like this? And then it pops and like everybody's having fun. You go, oh, that that's why it wasn't working. That's why. Oh, that's, yep. I love it. Not, not everything works with everybody. I mean, like, you know, just to draw a real life comparison, people say if you are, for example, depressed, you should talk to people. And that's valid. And uh, it, it's a real thing. But that doesn't mean you talk to everyone or just anyone <laughs> like you 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 need to be careful about who you talk to because you go hey i'm depressed i want to talk to you about it there's people who go oh i'm not really in a space for that right now and that's and that's okay you know but i mean you know it, you have to you have to narrow the narrow the parameters a little bit and uh, you know when you find you know and so like my entire belief you know partly fueled by this study with andrew hill and partly just based on my battles in New York of, you know, trying things and wondering why they didn't work until they did is chemi chemistry is everything. You can't fake it. You can't replace it. It's nobody's fault if it's not happening. But um, if you have chemistry, you can accomplish stuff. And I mean, like not to, uh, not to direct the conversation, but I mean, that's, that's a lot of what Delbert's band is, you know, it, like we have good chemistry and uh, nobody wants to be bored. And so we're always looking for something in music and it might not be the same thing, but the, if you draw the circles of each of our, our individual pe people, the Venn diagram, there is some overlap in the middle, and we're looking, we're looking for something, and like you don't even have to find it. You don't even have to no, find man. it. I mean, no, though, I mean, dude, I'm serious. Like, uh, the the vibe of your band was just like, I mean, first of all, um, mad props to uh, to Delbert for um, figuring out a, out a way to monetize or to commodify, monetize uh, the indigenous music and turning it into like, I mean, I thought seriously, man, like I haven't, I stopped, I haven't stopped listening to like Don Sebesky and David Matthews since I saw you. Oh man. Like so, so much. <laughs> it was like all CTI. Like it was so CTI. That is it's so just... my bag right there, you know? And, and he was playing like Freddie Shaw, yeah, Woody, yeah, yeah. Woody, I'm uh, Fred, uh, Woody, Woody Shaw, Freddie Hubbard, and uh, Donald Byrd, and like his own voice, and like I, I was just like, you guys brought some attitude, and I'm just wondering, like, you guys are in it for the long haul, like you are inspired by this group. I just kind of wanted you to talk about how you found this group. Oh man, so I mean, the group, um, the group is new in the sense that it's a quartet. There's, it was a trio before for the first ten years or so of its existence, and a trio maybe plus or minus a vocalist. They they, they had a rapper uh, and they had a spoken word guy for a little while, but it's been a trio. So, number one, that's cordless. There's no keyboard. There's no guitar. So, a lot of the compositions that we're doing right now, just by the nature of us being ge geographically separated, like it, we're doing the classics right now. We we need to get together. We need to write. And we're all excited by that. But uh, 
Yeah, um, I had been working with Delbert off and on for a bit. You know, we, we had communicated during the pandemic um, because, you know, I, I love what he does. I love who he is. And I was excited by what the band was doing. But, um, you know, there was a time where he was said, you know, does anybody know an indigenous, you know, jazz piano player? I'm like, I'm, well, I'm not, I'm not that. I'm not, I'm not going to reply to that. So I just let it sit right. there. But uh yeah. You know, but, uh, you know, we, we, we ended up being in touch. I ended up going to the jam sessions that the San Juan Jazz Society was hosting. And, uh, you know, I mean, that that's a huge part of his influences, like sort of, you know, one of his mentors or, you know, one of his influencers, uh, Brad Good from up in Boulder. He's, just, wow. he's originally a Chicago, Chicago, Chicago dude and like really... I mean, not old, but like really old school in the best possible way. Just like great, you know, like like oral tradition passing on. Great absolutely, mentors, absolutely. You know, and and uh, just a one of the most one of the most solid musicians I've ever met. I mean, he knows probably eighteen hundred songs, and I hope I'm not discrediting his work if there's if it's actually twenty four hundred and every key. And he's he's old school. You don't read music on the stand. I mean, like. You know, whatever. And, and exactly, like, dude. There's no freaking. That was the thing. That was it. That was it. That was the cool part. I'm glad you pointed that out. McCoy Tyner and, and Train. I mean, those yeah, cats would, those cats would never have sheet music on the bandstand. That'd be a rehearsal. Gary Bart. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, so like you know, it, it was, yeah. there's a time and a place, of course. You know, I mean, like we we you, you got to get the music from someplace. But I mean, he's got tremendous ears, and you know, the, like one of the things that Brad uh, Brad Good brings to the world is he's got this manifesto he's written and, and shares with educators about how jam sessions work, how to do them, why to do them, right. when, you know, and, and so so I mean, like Delbert kind of followed this and to, to great results. And so I mean, like he he let everybody. You know, he, he would publish, uh, you know, like he, he would bring in locals and get them together and play, you know, students from the community college, like jazz musicians who happen to live up there. And they built this thing where the local businesses were going, oh, like this is people are showing up and staying out late. You know, like what's <laughs> what's going on? Um, and, 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 you know, the Grammy committee, I think, was who went out. and They're, they're like, brother, how are, you, how are you doing this in Farmington, New Mexico? Um, and he just shared, he shared it. He's really generous, but I mean, like it, it, it's community driven. Um, it's per, it, it's meant to be live. And so, I mean, like, I liked what he was doing and, you know, we, we, we've done some recording projects. We, we, he, he's got a tribute project that he uh, like is largely done, but with, you know, needs to be finished up to the, the great Don Cherry. Um, mm -hmm. and, and so I, like, I ended up being a part of that because, uh, I mean, in addition to uh, like Andrew and Don Cherry sharing some, you know, like some lineage, you know, just musically speaking. Um, yeah, it, it, it's uh, he didn't have a chordal player before. Um, he he look, Delbert Delbert's great, and he write he writes chords, he writes songs, but I mean, his his head's around his instrument um, in the in the best possible way. So I mean, like, there's some great collaborations. Like like uh, we had. Uh, Somebody brought out Tony Garnier, who was his Bob Dylan's bass player. And we just did this impromptu recording in Santa Fe. Oh, um, my God. And, he you know, I mean, just kind of. Go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. No, sorry, go ahead. No, I'm just, I'm curious, like, um, how challenging is it to, just in general, take original music? <laughs> you talked about tribute bands. Yeah. And, you know. I 
you know, I'm, I'm good friends with David Garibaldi from Tower. And, oh, and wow. So You're nice, nice, nice. <laughs> he, um, he actually just stepped down from the chair. I'm not sure if you saw I saw that. that. I, I did see that, yes. You know, and so they're a- doing their Steve Miller, ta- a Journey, uh, you know, the Dead and Company. It's like, in today's world, it's like people are going to are willing to pay for music for to see a, a, a rehashed performance of the old hits. How how challenging is it like to d- do a domestic tour with this quartet, or is it is is part of Delbert's uh, genius also the ability to figure out how to keep this thing going and get you guys to be able to sing for yourself? Well, I mean, there's a couple of different ways to go with that. I mean, like the Don Cherry tribute was actually that didn't use any of Don Cherry's um, material. It was an homage, more of an homage. Uh, and so like the, the, it was dedicated to the spirit of him. And so like it was all original stuff done, you know, learning the lessons that Don Cherry tried to impart in his life about, you know, cross-cultural, you know, pr- uh, practices and collaboration and real time stuff. So um, it's one thing to just kind of dig out, you know, s- through somebody's catalog and reproduce it. And like that, that it was zero, zero, zero percent of that. So um, it, it's, uh, it's great. I mean, like, so, I mean, that particular project and it's, which is typical of Delbert's work, it's sort of, uh, if you allow everybody in the room to bring the best of what they do to the table, it's better. I mean, like, it's the opposite of, for example, like a Craigslist band ad where it's like, you know, like, you know, 40 paragraphs. And it's like, here's the 60 things that you, <laughs> you, you must like, and here's like 40 things I don't like, and you can't like them either. And, uh, you know, in the past, you know I mean? Like, you know, relationships were geographical and, and not like, you know, it, it's so, you know, if you're, a, if you're a little kid and you don't like football and your friend does, I mean, like you figure out whether you watch football or not, <laughs> you know? That's right. Um, That's right. And so, yeah. So uh, like on the, on the, for the Don Cherry project in particular, um you know you know i mean that was i i don't like that don i mean that is so hip and cool that's a tribute thing i'm just talking about the fact that the disparity between playing original music and getting people to to be able to pay and see that versus regurgitated stuff that is you know that people are getting off on i mean how challenging is it to do that for the court i mean even though it's not the oldest project in the world i would assume and yes. based on the on the music, I mean, you guys should be playing coast to coast, right? And uh, I mean, it, like, there's so much good stuff going on with the quartet. And uh, I mean, I have been really fortunate to kind of, I mean, I've been playing with the band since May. Delbert did a two month residency in Santa Fe, and that kind of sealed the deal. We liked each other, we'd worked together, and when that was done, that was actually kind of a straight ahead thing. And so we were playing three, four, five times a week with guests. Um, uh, Like, like, so the groundwork, you know, for this original music has been laid. You know, like I, uh, we, so we, we have been really well received everywhere we're going because I mean, like it's, it's energetic, the band connects and, you know, so that's great. Um, In general, I I can't speak, I mean, like, uh, I can't speak to how, uh, I mean, you saw like the contents of the Tucson Jazz Festival was a really beautiful variety. There was some traditional stuff, there was some Latin stuff, um, and sometimes Absolutely. when you play when you play stuff outside that circle, it can go one of a couple ways. And we were really well received. And when people, um, I mean, it, like you can use jazz as a style, and when it, when you do it that way, there's nothing wrong with that. And that 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 tradition is well well cared for and there's lots of people who follow it and support it um jazz is also a way of doing things you can use jazz as a verb 
And so, I mean, like, you know, what, what, what you witness when you see the band play, there's these kind of, you know, heads, you know, so to, so to speak, you know, that they, they, may, they might have written 10 years ago. And, you know, we're like what, the drummer lives in Denver. I live in Santa Fe. We, we don't practice weekly, you know, so we have to use this material the way a jazz band would. And so like there's this head, we play the melody. A lot of the stuff in the middle is very different each time. And and we don't know where it's going to go. And it requires um, interaction. We have to lean forward. We have to listen. We have to communicate. It's a conversation rather than a repertoire. And so like, you know, the, the, the melodies that we... It, the band created before I was there even are an excuse to do what we do in the middle. And, you know, it's, it's been a great, it's been a real treat to be into this thing where like on one hand, some of the materials existed for a while. And on the other hand, they've never had chordal players. And so, you know, like I, I'm not there to fix things and go, Oh, Hey, I'm, I'm a keyboard player. I'm going to like make everything good. Now it's like, this is really good. What if in addition to what you're doing now, I can wedge this kind of in there and, you know, we, uh, like, how do you, how do you keep all that? And so it's a constant negotiation. I mean, you see the band, there's a variety of ages, races, heights, <laughs> you know, and uh, we're hilariously mismatched in a certain way, but like we have so no, much it's fun. Perfect, and it, no, no, it's sick. I mean, the thing is that that is, I mean, I've covered it all. I've documented it as much as I could. Um, but I mean, thank you for that, so by the way. Yeah, I was even just, I mean, just talking about over the last 13 years. I mean, you're just getting hit to my show, but you're, yeah, you're yeah. kind of a mind melting experience for you. But I mean, I just, there's something incredibly refreshing about like being like that was basic. The thing that, again, you know, the, I'm 45, like I want to get up and fuck it, excuse my language, and dance. <laughs> and yeah. Like I was so stifled, man. And like that's the thing, like, it, like it, that's it's basically dance music, man. And then I, I was so bummed because I I realized you guys played the day before, I couldn't make it. But I just oh, like no, uh, no worries. Yeah, yeah, no, I I just to me so much of what we think of with the word jazz, which is just you know that's just a term. Uh, you know, you're supposed to be sitting down and receiving the music, and to me, it's absolutely imperative to give that energy back to the band uh, because that is ultimately how you're going to raise collective consciousness, consciousness and get people out of their thinking mind. I mean, John Coltrane, sure. Coltrane, Billy Harper told me, you know, dude, train, the first time he saw train at the Vanguard, he was beating his chest. Yes. I mean, he was, he was beating his chest and, and, and chanting, you know I mean? It's like that to me yes. is spiritual music, not sitting there yes. and running through a bunch of standards that that you know by heart and there's just no spontaneity and then on top of that you have that bob james you know like that, that early 70s fender that was just the sickest that felt like a cti session that was the sickest yeah thing yeah, yeah. I, I love that stuff and i mean like you're, you're right at the heart of it and i mean uh, like uh just to take even maybe a step back or sideways from it it's like yeah. I, uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a pretty decent, pe decently pedigreed, you know, jazz guy, et cetera. But, uh, you know, it, like, you know, people ask me what I do or who I am. Like, you know, it's a, it's like when you're an American, like people ask what you do, they don't ask who you are. <laughs> you know, I don't care who you are. What do you do? for Yeah. 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 It, it, it's tricky. Cause it's supposed to be like a, you know, an eight word answer that, you know, like you can do in an elevator ride, but it's, uh, 
you know, it, it's a, like I care less about material now than I do about chemistry. And so, I mean, like, uh, you know, if this band was playing, you know, like jazz standards, I would I, it would be enjoyable. I mean, like there's ways of using that material. And, you know, it's it's a big, interesting world. And so, I mean, there are people who want traditional music treated a traditional way in a respect. You know, we don't all have to like the same things. But I absolutely. Mean, that, absolutely. Like, yeah. But, you know, but like some of that stuff, I mean, like, you know, like that, that Bob James stuff, I mean, like even, I mean, Andrew mentioned it, Monk talks about it, Coltrane talks about it. And I mean, no matter how abstract you get, I mean, like we're, you, you could, you know, get into, you know, Albert Eiler or Cecil Taylor. I mean, uh, eventually, you, you, like somebody, I think it might have been Andrew, but he said, you know, there's there's always this in it. And he tapped his chest, you know, like at, at about the pace of a heartbeat. Right. And uh, it, the pulse. So, like, there's there, got to be pulse. Yeah. There's, there's, and you know, even if you don't sense the pulse, even if it's really abstract, right? Uh, I mean, like, right. I mean, look, look, look at nature, man. Like, like, a, like a beautiful mountain's really like wild, but I mean, like, you know, I, like I got a kid and taking advanced biology classes, and I'm looking at blown up slides, and it's like that's beautiful, but like I don't know what I'm looking at. So I mean, like, it doesn't, <laughs> you know, it, like, like, like stuff can be pretty abstract and still beautiful um you know but like they're, they're, like if you go behind it and the most abstract thing it like you know, like sometimes that that's how i determine whether the music works for me or whether it feels like it has heart and i mean i'm not i can't judge somebody else's intentions but i can judge whether or not it's it, it hits me or not and uh you know so i mean like there, there, there's always and like i've heard the phrase used multiple places there's always the dance in it and the you know, so, I mean, even if it's, if you got them j just like, there's, there's stuff. I mean, we live in a funny period where a drummer can label themselves like I'm a pocket drummer. It's like, oh, that's, that's a, that's a weird idea to me. Like, shouldn't every drummer be a pocket drummer? Like, that's like saying, like, know, I like, come out, I'm a left-hand pitcher coming out of the bullpen or something. It's like, you're some, right, some right, kind right. Of it's like a specialist or something, you know? Yeah, but yeah. In I'm, fact, I'm I mean, you're like, yeah. I'm an in-tune singer. That's what I do. Like, oh, like, I mean, you know, like singers should generally be in tune. Like piano players should be, you know, we have, like there's these, you know, wheelhouses and, you know, um, you know, it, it's, it, and this goes back to like one of my early things. I mean, you could get into the, you know, the, like advanced technical things and like, you know, 11, 18 time, what, you know, what, that doesn't exist, but <laughs> like, you know, no, but, it, like, but that, I mean, it, if it's, it's, yeah, I mean, that's, if, if it gets too wonkish, I wind up staring at the wall the whole time. Yeah, there's I no mean, there's it, no feeling it, in it. There's no feel. I mean, to me, it's like get let's get down to the grease, the blues. Yeah, the, the rudiments are there, and then go out and play beyond what you know, and then we're having a ball. That's it. You know, I mean, easy for me to say as a patron, but it doesn't have to get any more complicated. But I do feel that there's an issue about even you. There was still a studio scene in New York in the '90s. There was a lot of yeah. live opportunities to on the bandstand. The cost of living hadn't exploded. And I just think sure. we're in this arms race now. Facility, chops, look at me, look at me. Uh, who can who can play more notes? Because there's just less opportunities to be on the bandstand and get paid for it. You know, there's just there's a supply and demand issue. So cats feel yeah. the need that when they get up there, they gotta blow, they gotta blow all over the place. And it's like, dude, I just want it to feel good, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, and, you know, I mean, like there's there is a kind of jam session, you know, type of thing that's always been the case where, I mean, you, you if you have like, you know, 90 seconds to show who you are, you, you, you got you to put on the show, you know, but like, you know, it, it's uh, it's funny because I mean, like the, the like the institutional chops kind of thing, you know, it, it's it's a bit of an arms race. And so, I mean, like you have these amazingly talented 
beautiful, creative people coming out of different schools. And but I mean, it, it, in my opinion, um, if I can identify which school you went to, by the way, your you or your band sounds like you might not have learned improvisation. I mean, you, 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 like that. Like, that, that, yeah, that right. I did. That, I did. That, that that that's craft, and it, like this is not to denigrate anybody because you know craft is not separate from you know art. I mean, they, like mm -hmm. you know, but there's there, there's a balance. I mean, like I, I I do like beautiful cover gigs with my friends, and like you know, uh, it, it's fun and it's interesting, and it's not you know, I mean, like I'm not 18, where it's like I'm going to do these cover band things, and then I'm going to create art. It's like it's we're, we're humans, like we 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 contain immensities, and it's all absolutely. Part of the same I thing. love that. Yeah, it's true. But uh, yeah, it, yeah. I mean, there there is a certain thing where uh, like you can feel, um, you know, it, like I I I I, re I regret not remembering where the source was, but I mean, like the the privilege of playing in a really good band, not just like a like a good night, but I mean, we're a band. We 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 play regularly and develop the same material. Um, you get to be human in front of other people. I mean, like you know, like perfection is it, like is you know, any any patient you know, teenager or, you know, creator with a laptop can achieve perfection. Um, and, you know, when you're doing the, 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 the emergence of live music post COVID has been great. And, you know, like it, nobody's listening for clinkers. They're listening for like the, just the sweaty humanity behind it. You know? I, I, I'm just all, I'm just, I, I want to let the body dance. Did you, did you, uh, first of all i still can't believe that you played with vinegar on an oxygen tank dude that is the sickest story i mean that that I, album that the, the the seminal album um uh, that you should get hip to if you're not already hip to it uh 1961 high in the sky amp Hall, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. vinegar and my boy rest in peace i did a great interview with donald duck bailey they play they're playing at like the oh, santa monica man. airport dude burning oh, me that's Dude, it's a, yeah. I'm going to send you that, man. That, that you know, because like that was the Va Village Van. There were so many amazing trios. You had Claire Fisher. You had uh, Bill Evans oh, doing the Vanguard stuff. But I'm telling you, Vinegar 61, high in the sky. Forget about it. West Coast, man. Insane. Damn. I can't Insane. even imagine. Like, I, that, I would love to check that out. I will say, I wanted to ask you about, um, he's a dear uncle of mine, not a soul brother. Uh, and I, I haven't talked to him in a hot minute, but I went to the last time I was in Santa Fe. Um, we sat down and we, I've been there a couple of times. Have you gotten a chance to to play with 2D Heath at all? I have not. Um, like people, no, he's, people he's ask the last remaining Heath brother. You know, he lives he, there. He he does. And he is. I mean, like I'm we're <laughs> super well aware. I've, I've seen him play. We, we Like I've, I've, I've been introduced, but uh, I uh, like I I. I'm respected and you know used to some extent to the you know by the straight ahead community here, but I'm not, did, I'm not the did. first call guy for, for straight ahead stuff. So um, it, it's a blessing. You, you know who does live here? Who's been really interesting to come across is yeah. uh, Donald Donald Bailey Jr. I mean Donald Bailey Sr. was Jimmy Smith. Get out of here, dude! Donald, so like, you know, that, that's who I just was talking about at the High in the Sky uh, album. That his <laughs> dad his dad played on that album with Vinegar. That's what makes yeah, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's there his son is there. You're saying his son is in is in New Donald Mexico. Bailey Jr. Live, yeah, he lives he lives south of Al, uh, like south of Albuquerque. Uh, the nicest to uh, uh, people who are because I mean like you know. 
you, you know, the people I went, I knew from Portland State, you know, we had a great time, but it's so cool to meet somebody who's trained and came up in a different way. And if you listen to a, like a Donald Byrd album, you know, it, like, you know, it, like in the later days, the, 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 the drummer has one sense of like where swing is and the bass player has a different sense and it all works out. It's great. You know, I mean, like, a, like a modern band tends to be kind of like more like we're going to play on the front side of the beat, pop, 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 and everything lines up and it's neat and, but, and it's great. And it's not a right or wrong thing, but there are different ways of being in the world. No, nah, man, I'm not saying there's, there's no right or wrong, but man, that if you're just too, if you're too quantized in, in, in where the pulse is, it's not going to feel good. It's got to have yeah. a little bit of elasticity there. That that's what Vinegar was such a genius. Those guys like Milt Hinton, Ray. I mean Ray. Oh Brown, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, like those. I guys, got to I got to play with Ray Brown once because he was in Portland and and sitting in with with uh, please, Leroy. Please stop talking about that experience. That is the greatest thing I've ever heard in my life. Um, I mean, like I, I was struggling. I was probably nineteen. There, there was a couple guys, you know. Yeah, I bet and, you were struggling, man. It's freaking Ray Brown, man. But they make it easy, you know, um, yeah. like like yeah. like just like generous, smiling people who are not worried that you're going to be able. You're you're not going to screw them up, and they're they're right. not like there there are there are experiences where people are looking at and you know swing, you know like no B section, like they're screaming at you, like this was not any of the, these people that I encountered through that. Very secure, just like there to, to pass on the knowledge. But I mean, they've done like, it all, like, yeah. And I mean, like for for me, that was at a weird period because I mean, one of Andrew's things was, uh, like, it, which I don't it, like. It is it fits with who I am, but I don't know how well it served me. It's like he, he I'm like, man, like everybody here knows six hundred songs. Like, which one should I be wearing? He, he just kind of shrugs. He's like, ah, I mean, if you join a band, you learn their songs. I mean, like, work on comp, work on composing. Dude, this you dude know, is so, so – he was so extraterrestrial, man. <laughs> Holy shit, man. The dude was like Monk, man. I mean, he was like – dude, he was that out, man. That's, that's his famous quote. I mean, if you if you see him in jazz history books, like his quote is – it's not verbatim, but it's like, you know, for me, the music of Monk is the way, you know, the music of Chopin is to a classical fan or something like that. And so, I mean, like Monk, Monk is – Monk's in his genes. I mean, like it's straight out of that. And so you, you've got this thing where – you know, I mean, like Monk, I mean, you listen to him and like, if, if you're like 16, you put on your first Monk record, you're like, I don't even know if this, you know, can he play? Like, it's a clink right. clunk. Right. And, you know, then you, then you hear some stuff and you see some stuff and you're like, oh my God, just like next level. Could play it. It's it just like, you know, it, like, you know, playing a major seventh on a dominant seventh chord and like in the time. And, you know, when, when you hear what's actually going on, I mean, like watch it, watching straight no chase and you're like, oh, there's like, there's a lot going on here. This is not, you know. Like, 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 like it's all real and you know andrew andrew came from that and it's just sort of like a you know that that, that explains some of the drive where it's like uh like the goal isn't to sound in in his personal world that you know it, this is not a one-size-fits-all thing but i mean like the aesthetic that comes out of that is to sound and maybe even to be in the state where what you're doing is it can be as surprising to you as to the people who are also hearing it wow. i also think it's pretty hip this is like genius beyond genius uh but like for andrew to to not only to recognize that monk's genius in the real time you know i mean so much so much of his lore has come long after he left this planet but like andrew was there then he just did his own thing too for real yeah i mean uh i met him at a funny time and uh 
like he he uh, I've met him by accident because he he was in in Oregon kind of recovering from the passing of his beloved wife and he had a benefactor who just loaned him space at the Oregon coast and the university said hey man uh, since you're here would you want to work with some of the <laughs> students and he, and he was like sure so I, I, like, I was his audition they're like here's wow. this guy who, wants to, who plays jazz I mean like give him a lesson and we'll watch you know and, uh, you know, so we, we and we talked afterwards and we just, you know, he never really gave me piano lessons. We, he gave me music and life lessons. And it was it was amazing. You know, so it, it, it allowed you to sort of have the tradition passed on. But, you know, without, you know, it still allowed plenty of space for somebody like me who's kind of, you know, an auto uh, an autodidact at heart. Um, but, you know, so you, mean, are, you, you are, are you are an autodidact. Yeah, I mean, I've been at the university, but I've, you know, I studied some some great class with some great classical teachers at Portland. But I, I, I had like like not too much more than like a solid year of jazz piano lessons when I was about sixteen from this great old guy Harry Gil Gilgum in Portland, and he knew everything. And it's like you know, like, <laughs> I, I was, I, and, and I was like, you could do swing, George Shearing, yeah. yeah, I mean, you could do George Shearing chords, and he and he was just this humble dude who, but it, like, you know, and, and you're sixteen, you go, oh. Uh, okay yeah i got it so you go great you got it i'll move on and so i mean i'll, I'll discover stuff today like that, like i don't even want to do the math but a lot of years later and i'm going like i'm the smartest guy in the world i'm just going to discover this thing then i'll like flip through one of my notebooks from him during that period and go oh he showed me that like on the fourth week that we were <laughs> studying together it just it just took that long to soak into the, my like you know subconscious and like come back out because i finally had the you know like the the, the muscle to 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 flex it but i mean like he, he he just did a big dad dump and you know it's it's all in there someplace but i mean yeah i've i've, I've kind of navigated successfully like without you know like getting lots of technical instruction and like i've got a great foundation of music theory um and, and no i mean i, I think that of, did he did he not uh spend time on uh the theory and the the tunes and stuff just because you kind of it was always kind of embedded he trusted that you had that um his role there i mean like uh at the time that he arrived there i mean it, it's developed a lot since but there was not an official jazz program they were yeah. in the process of trying to like, bolster it up and so um you could study jazz and they were improving you know the things that went around it um it, but it was not uh, like a dedicated major just quite yet and Which is so, probably a like good thing. Role. It was very loose, though. It was probably that yeah, was probably yeah, yeah. Good. yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, like the guy who who took over shortly after Andrew left, Daryl Grant, is an outstanding world class musician who's got connections everywhere, and he's an amazing mentor and an amazing instructor. Uh, Andrew was like, had a different role. Um, Andrew was there to sort of, uh, you know, like, like he didn't teach jazz one one. I mean, like once you like once you had had covered some standards and some basic, there, there was jazz theory classes and stuff. But his whole thing was a. Uh, I mean, like we, we, I never had piano lessons with him and it was kind of on purpose because he didn't want the formula. Like it, you'd be playing and he'd walk over and lean, lean over your shoulder and he'd spread his hands really wide and go, you're doing a lot of closed stuff. Like open your hands more, like try that. Right. Um, right. And he wouldn't tell you which, which, no, which notes to play. Yeah, I mean, he was, it, it was like sort of. Dude, he was like, he was yeah. like a guru or something. It was insane. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 It, it, like it, it was, was actually like, a perfect playing. way to do it. Yeah. I love this. I, this is. It's um, this is yeah. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. I'm I'm talking over you. No, no, no. I, I mean, I I just think did the other guy I wanted to ask you about another dear uncle who's left this planet was one of my earliest interviews, and I, he had a steady gig in Portland. One of the baddest dudes, Dick Burke, the drummer. 
Oh yeah, I got to play with Dick. He he was actually on that session I was talking to you about, like what you know at the at the bookstore jam, um, when 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 the bass player leaned over and told me to play less. You know, like you, you should Holy you should stop. You should Bert sit up for on that gig. Yeah, he he, he oh was he was like the regular God, drummer. Mother, dude, you have played with all the cats, man. Dude, Dick, there, dude, there it's, is no better drummer than Dick Burton. He, he like just like a generous dude, uh, like like a, like a million stories. Um, no, and like, also just I mean like a, like yeah, I mean just and it's, have you heard the stuff he did with Cal Jader, the Latin stuff with John? Yeah, Hurt? yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, I mean, and like man, he, the, he's one yeah. of those. There, there are people who, if you hear the recordings and then you hear them in real life. Um, it, there's a continuum um, for him. <laughs> he, 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 he sounds great on the recordings, but when you hear him in real life, it's just like being punched in the head with music. Well, like, like somebody's got the biggest pillow in the world and they're just bashing you over the head with it. It doesn't hurt, but it's knocking the thoughts out of your head because it, it's just like you, you can't ignore it. And so, I like, love this. Uh, Honestly, yeah, man. But, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm rest in peace. I mean, dude, Mahler, I know you got a jam, man, but no, no, um, actually, actually, that fell through. Uh, like, uh, I, I, I'm not so tight. Like, I can, I can. Right, yeah, no, I, just, like I, I really feel like um, I just wanted to to ask you about uh, where you feel like you need to grow the most uh, as a person or a player. Oh boy. Um... <laughs> That, that, that's a funny thing because I mean, like that—that's kind of the at the heart of being an autodidact is uh, like knowing what you want to work on and like figuring out how to work on it. Um, the the uh, like for me, um, the the like there, there's a million ways I can answer it, but like the single clearest one would be re re relaxation. Um, I uh, like when I was 19 or 20, I had strong hands, but not necessarily strong everything else, and I would strain myself during piano practice and like you know starting to get tendonitis and moving that way and I got a great classical teacher who just reset all that and like you know and like it, it's a problem that keeps coming back where it's like I think okay I've, I've mastered relaxation anyway what else to go on and like during COVID I had nothing to do but practice and so I, I did I just like I didn't know what else to do with my time and my energy and I didn't know to what end but um, I was in the middle of it and I discovered um, just a, a state where it's like, oh, there's a lot of tension I hadn't noticed. I'm going to, I got really excited about a, 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 like even being even more relaxed. And I got, uh, you know, I'm still really evangelical about it. And it's just the, my, my, my conviction is that uh, the main goal of pr practice or performing is to be in the most relaxed state that you possibly can do. And I mean, you've seen, you've seen the band play now and it's like, uh, I, I slip in and out of it. I mean, there's some tension. But, uh, you sure. Know, I mean, I mean like, and there's, yeah, yeah, I mean, that's, it's so funny because as a parishioner, especially if I'm taking in more like dance band music, I'll come in like a tempest in a teapot. But throughout the gig, I know when I can sort of get in the music with the musicians and it feels really good as opposed to when I'm fighting myself. Uh, yeah, I yeah, can't yeah, imagine yeah. what it must feel like as a player, but I think it would be very important to be able to reach or or have some tools to get you into a more into into the flow state and not be so preoccupied or as Herbie said you know hang up your hang up so to speak you know Abs 100% you I mean you're right up on it and I mean there's there's a there's a way where I mean it's it, like t tension's not a sin I mean like it, it's just like a thing right. we that we that we work on I mean like a, and the 
you know, like, like, uh, but I mean, uh, when you were talking earlier about like, like, you know, kind of abstract music, I mean, for me, like, it's about tension and release. And I mean, like, literally in the, in the music, I mean, you could build tense moments and release it and it feels good. I mean, in the body, when you catch tension in your shoulders and go, oh, that, that's not serving me well, I'm going to like try to let go of that enough to get through the gig and, you know, like fighting it and remembering to breathe and stuff like that. But I mean, like, it, it was a really big experience, like this thing two, three years ago, where, uh, like, you know, when I was 20, I would have listened to Herbie Hancock or Chick Corea in terms of, you know, he tends to use parallel force more or like augment, augmented chords or something. And now when I'm listening to like, you know, like any of the greats, part of what I'm hearing is the quality of the relaxation that they have and like how they maintain it over time. So, I mean, if you think about Herbie, he's got his Nishiren Buddhism. If you think about Keith Jarrett, he's got his Gurdjieff, you know, esoteric traditions and breathing um and when you hear him you know moaning in, in his ecstasies when he's playing i mean like he's he's breathing the way a horn player would and we don't have to as pianists and so like he, he's getting to it how he can chick korea has his scientology and like there's meditation pra and mindfulness practices that come with it and so um that you know it, like there's there are quality what i hear you know that distinguishes them even now i mean as somebody who's comfortable with the technical parts of it um, is the quality of each one of their relax their relaxation and how they do it, even when it's very intense. Absolutely, this is insanely important. I I, uh, <clears throat> I do have to go to. I, I got to tend to my kids right now, but I just wanted to ask you about, yeah. um, you know, like, uh, do you find yourself mainly playing locally in uh, Santa Fe, or do you find yourself? Uh, uh, in, in any touring circuit, I, I would love to. I mean, obviously, if I get through Santa Fe, I just would love to know if you guys are uh, planning on doing a tour at all, or in any in right. any music capacity. The uh, it, like most of the music that I'm involved with when I'm not touring with Delbert is in Albuquerque or further. Um, I don't have deep roots in in Santa Fe, and uh, it, like it's not that there's nothing going on. It's just like you know, if, if you don't personally click, you know, I then, get you, it. No, like, I look, get then you it. look I get elsewhere. It. So I mean, I'm in some great bands in Albuquerque, and that you know, uh, you know, I play with my a good friend Rodney Bow, and like we do anything from jazz to like you know, like, really cool R and B. But everybody in the band's a jazz musician, and so you know, it, it, it's great to li like listen and react and do stuff in real time. And so it's it's, it's like you know, fresh made music. I, I play in a band for. Emerson Corley, a great singer who's kind of does kind of, you know, like er, er, earlier, like, you know, uh, tri tribute type stuff, you know, Frank Sinatra influenced stuff with like sure. bespoke arrangements for like, you know, with with horn sections and stuff. And yeah, um, I mean, I'm, I'm getting back together with my old trio. I have a, I had a band called Kodama Trio and it was like a, you know, my, my good friend Milton Villarubia, my good friend Jeremy Blake and we won an award for the only album that we did, you know, back in, I think, 16. And it was, you know, um again based on chemistry um but like as delbert stuff goes i mean it, like we're we're busier and busier um and and we're in, you know traveling throughout the western regions a lot it's it, like last year from may on was an amazing year and like it, this is going to be an outstanding year there's so much good stuff going on and it was really cool um in tucson i think we made some friends and like you know it would be like we all love uh we love the scene there we love the environment we love the people i have family there and it would be great <laughs> to have excuses to come back you know yeah man it, it, every connection i've made on this journey uh has been a spiritual one and uh there was no there are no coincidences in life so i look no. forward to, i look forward to continuing uh this uh relationship with you guys and uh much love to you, man. Let's stay in touch, all right?
I would love to, man. It's been a real treat. And uh, so so blessed by your presence there. Like you know, like you you were the person in the room who sort of like made it okay to enjoy the music in real life. Exactly. Like, thank it, you it, for it's not... necessary. Thank you. You know, if you're if, if listen, if you if you can't enjoy that burning music, then there's a. I mean, that's the what's the point of society? You know, we we had we had somebody come up at one gig and said, "Do you think it would be okay if we danced?" From, like, 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 like ask I'm telling you, man, people are petrified. I'm telling you, they need to liberate, man. Don't don't ask for permission. Ask for forgiveness if it was the wrong thing to do. Get out there and like you know, uh, if it's telling you to do dude. that, like, <laughs> right? Dude, your spot, dude, man. I appreciate your acknowledgement on that because I wanted to be even more unhinged. Dude. I was being as restrained as I possibly could. Nah, man, it's uh, it, 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 there's there's no wrong reactions, and it, it's uh, you know, like there's jazz. Jazz exists in a funny space. Is it art, or is it you know popular music? And it's like you know, like you don't have to pick a lane. How like react to how it hits you. Yo, man, I dig, man, and uh, you know, let's stay in touch. I would love to. This has been great. Such great questions, man. Like you, you, uh, you, 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 you got an insider's love of all this stuff. And I mean, I'll send you, I'll send you, I'll send you a couple things. A couple of interviews are going to blow your mind. All right. I would love it. I'm, I'm grateful. Thank you for this. Grateful for you, brother. Keep swinging, man. Solid. I'll see you again. Be cool, brother. Thank you. I'll talk peace. to you soon. Bye. Peace. 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 Bye.